When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, great to have your company. All thanks to Toolmart, the complete tool centre. They've been serving WA for over 40 years. In fact, 45, in fact. Uh, good old Ian Peterson and the team there. They do a fantastic job and support WA uh, business. So support Toolmart. We certainly do that here at SEN WA. And Sports Day, well, tomorrow. There's the Marsh One Day Cup final. It's a Wednesday, and we've had a bit of a reaction from our listeners saying, why are they playing it on Wednesday, which is a work day for many, because we'd like to go down and view the game, possibly if it was played on a Saturday or Sunday. But it's on tomorrow at the Wacker, and it's WA taking on South Australia. And as we know, we've also got the Sheffield Chill final to be played here at the Wacker. We are spoilt for Cricket Richards here. There's no question about that. And joining us is the Wacker High Performance Coach. I've had him on a couple of times. He's always very good value for you, the listener. We're talking about Kate Harvey. Kate, thanks for your time. No worries, Pete. Why is it being played on Wednesday? Oh, look, I think um, one job in the world you don't want at the moment, Pete, is Peter Roach's job trying to fit all this cricket into a um, into a domestic summer and, and, and tying it in with Foxtel as the broadcaster and yeah, just so much, um, you know, so much content around this time of year. So, um, unfortunately, the the one day tournament slips in on a Wednesday or the final on a Wednesday. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a challenging um, part now with so much cricket on in the summer, and you know we've got competing codes with footy starting to to uh, to move into some of the ground. So it's really just getting the game in where we can, and it's you know it's it's largely now I suppose a broadcast event as well with Fox still picking it up. So it's an unfortunate one. We'd love it to be on a on a weekend as well, but um, you know, with four day cricket, that's probably the uh, maybe that's the priority at the minute in terms of getting those games on the weekend. So um, yeah, not not ideal, but um, yeah, certainly not a concern for us from a from a playing point of view. No, it should be a great one, one day cup final, uh, and many people are saying it's a David and Goliath battle, WA and South Australia. We look at uh, WA, every member of WA's thirteen player squad, with the exception of Aaron Hardy and Matt Kelly who have played international cricket. Uh, so, you know, all those except for those two have played international cricket. But, of course, when you look at Hardy in particular, he's on the radar, uh, certainly having represented Australia A. So it's a pretty formidable combination. You look at the Redbacks. Uh, I think Wes Agar is the only player in South Australia's 13-man squad that has featured for the senior national team. Is it a David versus Goliath battle? Oh, look, I think white ball cricket's been a format that... WA cricket's been strong in for a long time. Not just not just this generation of players. Clearly, we've been we've been strong as a group. You know, a lot of our national representation. I think we've got twenty one percent of the national white ball teams, um, which punches above our weight. So, yeah, clearly over the last five to ten years in particular, um, you know that this group's been um, been strong in in the white ball format, which which I suppose slows through a little bit into the Perth scorches. But um, you know, I don't think that's going to count for too much tomorrow. It's a it's a a one-off game of cricket. Um, you know, we're certainly going confident with the group that we've got. We've been up, we're undefeated. We've played good white ball cricket all year. We've been challenged at different times, and 
and come up trumps. We seem to go into it confident, but I think if you underestimate anyone in, in white ball cricket, you can come unstuck. So um, we'll certainly go in tomorrow with a with a with a confident mindset, but um, you know, and, and playing on our home track, which you know, the last couple of years we've won one day titles, we haven't won them at home, so it's nice to be at home. Um, mm. So we certainly see that as an advantage. But yeah, we'll go in very respectful of of a South Australian side that have done well to make the final. Saying that, it's always great to get a, a fast start and a good solid opening stand, and that's been the case for WA in uh, the One Day Arena with Josh Philippi and Darcy Short doing exceptionally well in this campaign. I think they're averaging well over 70 uh, as the opening partnership. I gather the biggest threat for them and what they'll be looking at South Australia particularly is an early breakthrough. And where's Agar, I suppose, does pose the threat on the fast, bouncy, whacker wicket? Yeah, look, where's Agar? Spencer Johnson's done very well. You know, I think he's a threat as a left armour. Yeah, their strength, to be fair, is probably in their bowling. That's where they're a bit more... um, uh, maybe a little bit more experience um, in, in a sense, but um, and I certainly think if they, you know, if they bring their best in terms of bowling on a wacker wicket, that might offer them a little bit. That's probably the threat up front. Um, you know, we probably know in, at the wacker and at the stadium, you know that you can <coughs> you can do sort of a bit of damage early, but you can, you know, if you can get through that period, then the scoring tends to be at the back end. So I'm sure our guys will be mindful either way when we whether we bat first or second tomorrow, we'll be respectful and mindful of. Um, of what the opposition serve up. Having said that, you know Josh Phillippe in particular has been been pretty aggressive up front, so he, he may just play his natural game. But um, yeah, I think it'll be um, it'll be their pace attack that um, that they'll be looking to get on the front foot in the game with, uh, no doubt. Looking at WA's pace attack, we'll talk about Jason Berendorf in just a moment, who's re-signed at the Wacker for another couple of seasons, which is terrific. Uh, he can't take a trick, can he, Jai Richardson? Nah, it's a really tough one. You know, we've obviously had some conversations over the last couple of days once it, um, you know, it played out on Saturday. Um, really disappointing for him. He's worked hard to get himself back um, twice now, um, and, and his hamstring tendons just the, the hamstring spot where it's playing up just isn't managing the load of of a of a, of a 140k plus an hour bowler. So um, we need to look at all options to try and get him on the right track. He's clearly disappointed, and we are for him. He, you know, he had a big. Uh, one day final potentially tomorrow a tour of India the IPL and then you know the world was his oyster through the winter with maybe an Ashes tour and different things so there was a lot of things to look forward to from his point of view but um, yeah unfortunately that's not the case we'll get around him we'll look after him and and, and hopefully he can um, he can bounce out of it um, and recover well for um, for next summer. Now you've been around a while, Cade, both as a player and now as a coach. Uh, and as I said, been around cricket a long time. There are some players that can never shake injury, regardless of how hard they try. And we use the word injury prone. Is Richardson going to fall into that category when, of course, his career is over? Uh, people will be saying only if injury didn't plague his career. Who knows what he could have done? Yeah, I still think he's he's pretty young, relatively for a for a pace bowler. You know, outside of this hamstring, and um, you know, the last time he did it was popped a shoulder, dislocated shoulder, playing for Australia in white ball cricket. So up until when he was sort of twenty three, twenty four, he, he'd been extraordinarily resilient, um, which is normally when you think um, some of the quicks have some of their challenges coming out of their, their teens and um, and early twenties. So he he got through that phase particularly well. We, we, we you know we probably managed him pretty well, but he he got through a lot of cricket there for for quite a period of time. So there's a, it is a little bit unusual that, you know, the, the dislocated shoulder we can sort of put to one side as as, as a bit of a, a um, unusual injury. But 
Um, certainly the hamstring side of things is a little bit unusual given his age and um, the recurrent nature of it and, and where it is in his hamstring is probably a little bit of a worry. But um, I think outside of that, he's been pretty good and, and hopefully if he can recover from this one and, you know, with with this injury, it's because it's in the middle of the summer. He's probably, you know, he's always, you, you keen to get back, and you've got milestone games. We're we're pretty keen for his recovery just to be, let's just get it right and um, and go from there. But yeah, I don't think so. I think if we can manage this, um, you know, he touch wood, his back's been pretty good. Um, he hasn't any other any other sort of major injuries. So there's certainly some things we'll keep chipping away at him with. And um, but I think he'll bounce back pretty well out of this one. So saying that, when is he likely to return? Because no doubt he'd been put into cotton wool and treated with kit gloves. Uh, any chance of playing cricket in the foreseeable future? Oh, I don't think so. I think the fact that this has happened a couple of times and it's the same spot, left hamstring, pace bowler, you know, kid trying to bowl fast. Um, I think it'll be pretty conservative management. I know there's some discussions being held later this week around what the best course of action is, but I think... I think either way, um, we're going to see him having a spell for a couple of months and um, and really getting it right because these these sort of tendon hamstring tendon injuries or anything where the tendons involved, you know, you've really got to deload them and give them a break. Um, and so I think that's where we're at, given the nature of it, that that it's a repeat injury. And maybe any time we're seeing soft tissue repeat injuries, then we're you know we we tend to be pretty conservative. So that's that's probably where it sits at the minute. So I think I think he's going to have a little bit of a break over the winter and and try and get this right and um, and be raring to go for the for the back end of the preseason. Yeah, no, we wish him the best luck. He's a good young man and a terrific cricketer as well. We've seen that uh, numerous times since he burst into the uh, first-class ranks. Jason Berendorf uh, saying, I'm not going out nowhere. I want to stay here for another couple of years. That's an endorsement uh, that he's really happy with the program and very happy being part of a winning culture. Yeah, it's obviously really pleasing to sign someone of... Jason's calibre as a as a cricketer and as a and a person, he's a you know he's been part of the fabric um, for us for a long time. We've found a, a nice niche for him in in 50 over cricket and T20 cricket, and, and we couldn't be more pleased to um, yeah, like you say, for that endorsement. You know, he's a guy that um, you know he's at the peak of his powers. He's bowl, he's bowling beautifully, and um, you know he's a he's a weapon on the stadium. Um, he's really developed his skills across. Um, 50 over and T20 cricket through the middle and back end. That was probably something a few years ago that he was conscious of working on. He's certainly done that. I wouldn't rule out playing Australia for him again. I think he's got, you know, as the Australian bowlers, um, that they've got they've got to keep developing depth in that group. And I think, you know, someone like Chase has done a great job over the last few years. His body's going really well. Um, and, um, you know, he had, he had value wherever he is. He's got a stint in the IPL. So, um, yeah, we, we feel like we're in a good place with him and he certainly loves playing for us and um, we love having him around. So that, that was a good result. Um, and, and it keeps that bowling group together. That was one of our focuses going, you know, before the embargo um, was, was there for them from when the final started where you can, you can sort of shore up your list. We were, we were pretty keen to keep this, this sort of bowling group together and they're keen to stay together. I think it works well. And um, Yeah, Jace was just another, another one of those signings which we're really happy about. Okay, just a couple of final questions. Uh, we've got the Sheffield Shield final on the back end, of course, of tomorrow's Marsh One Day Cup final. For about two decades, we couldn't even go to the local trophy shop and buy some silverware. That's how difficult it was for WA Cricket. And here we are now chasing a rare double clean sweep of domestic titles. Uh, of course, the Sheffield Shield final will happen. I think it starts March the 23rd, also at home. It is a bonanza month for WA Cricket, isn't it? Oh, it's exciting! You know, we had the we had the break for the big bash, and everyone goes orange. Um, and it was obviously really pleasing um, to go back to back there. But yeah, this month's pretty exciting to to 
to get home. You know, we hadn't played a lot of we haven't played a lot of these sort of games at home in years gone by, and um, the opportunity to play a one day final and a, and now that we know a Shield final, you know, within a couple of weeks of each other, you know, the guys don't have to the guys don't have to get on a plane. Um, we had a fair travel run, sort of post the Big Bash um, the trips to Victoria and Tasmania, and went back and forth a bit. So for the guys to be settled into Perth, um, you know, it gives us a chance to manage our group through the next three weeks and and make sure everyone's fit and firing. So that's a that's a real luxury. The, the players and staff have earned it. They've worked extremely hard. They've worked extremely well together. And, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully over the next three weeks we can um, capitalise on all the good work that we... Um, you know, we didn't lose our first game of cricket in state cricket until February, which is one day, which is that shield game after the Big Bash. So um, the guys have combined well. We've had depth. Um, we've been able to bring different players at different times um, to contribute, and that's... That, that squad mentality has been particularly strong. The staff have been brilliant. So, um, yeah, it's an exciting time in WA cricket. We probably struggled there for a bit. Um, we didn't have much cricket in Perth at all. And now to be hosting finals, and it feel, feel, feels like we've sort of brought cricket back to life a little bit after a bit of COVID and um, maybe a bit of start of starts of some success. So really looking forward to the next three weeks and what the um, what the boys can do. Yeah, and as we let you go, there was a review today of uh, the women's program. And no doubt we fell short when it came to the Perth Scorchers in the WBBL and even in the uh, National Women's uh, National League competition, we just were off the pace a fraction. Uh, what came out of the review today? Oh, we had our, yeah, just the annual sort of get-together where we, we go through the program, the different streams within the program everyone presents. We, we reflect, we review and, and, and chart the path forward, I think. Um, you know, one of the things that we've found in our women's program that we're striving for is consistency of performance, and some of that comes back to the, the professional standards in our program and, and um, the professionalisation of the girls' game. And they're doing some really good things, but there's just some things that, you know, even historically in the girls' game, we've been up and down. So we, we, we won it a few years ago, but then we drop off. So what we're trying to build is sustained success. We're trying to bring young West Australian players through our pathway. We want to be, you know, a WA player-dominant team. Um, where we can and, and give those opportunities to kids coming through our pathway. So they're all the things we talked about today, how our program can evolve, how we can support our players better, um, you know, raising the bar of the program in some areas. Um, so they're all the good things we talk about today. We certainly made some big strides from last year. We didn't, it was a tough year last year. We didn't win a game. So we won four this year with a tie. Um, and so there was some great performances. Maddie Dark was in the play. It was, was in the team of the tournament. Um, so yeah, there's plenty of positives, but um, yeah, certainly um, like any program, like the men were six, seven, eight years ago, um, sometimes the hard times um, make the good times feel a bit better. So um, we feel like we're going forward, but today was just a good opportunity to get everyone together and, and talk through how we how we continue to evolve and grow. And some really positive stuff came out of that. So um, we put a line under that. We then start our planning for, the next year and and um, and go again. So that was um, yeah, it was a good day today for that. Good stuff. A great wrap of what's happening in cricket with Kate Harvey. Looking ahead to the Marsh One Day Cup final tomorrow, the Sheffield Shield final later this month on March the twenty third, and of course a wrap up on the women's program. Kate, appreciate your time, mate. Doing a great job down there, and we'll keep in touch. Good luck tomorrow. Good on you. Thanks, Pete. Cheers, mate. Uh, okay, there you go, Kate Harvey, the head of uh, high performance at the WACA, knows everything that's happening down there and certainly very uh, in-depth when it comes to the individual players. Uh, great to have him on board. We're going to take a break here on Sports Day uh, WA. It's coming up uh, 16 to 6.